So let's face it, managing compliance sucks. It's complicated, it's so hard to keep organized, and it requires a ton of expertise in order to survive the entire process. Welcome to Compliance Unfiltered, a podcast dedicated to making compliance suck less. Now, here's your host, Todd Cashew with Adam Goslin. Well, welcome in to another edition of Compliance Unfiltered. I'm Todd Cashew, alongside a man who will shepherd you down the compliance trail. Adam Goslin. Adam, how the heck are you today? Oh, you know, normally I would use the words fantabulous or something like that, but some uh, some uh, brilliant individual decided to add a uh, new member to my family, and so oh. uh, yeah, my uh, my wife and I picked up a uh, a ten. A ten-week-old, thirty-two-pound Irish wolfhound, <laughs> <laughs> and that—that uh, that was two days ago. And uh-huh. uh, oh boy, I'll tell you what. I, I said I was saying to somebody. I said, you know what? I said um, I said it's been over a decade since I've either had a human or dog child, um, but wow. It really brings you back, shall I say. <laughs> We're literally oh, trying to figure out how the hell do we get enough sleep so we can just function, you know, type, <laughs> type of deal. So, you know, the, it was funny last night. Last night, the wife's up till, you do I don't know, 1230 or 1 in the morning. I'm getting up at 3 something in the morning to go let the dog out again. And oh, my God. You know, yeah, yeah. We're. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to getting through this kind of initial initial period. It's going to be amazing. No doubt. Uh, some some might even categorize that as a, a initial period of I don't know resistance to, uh, to 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 new things, and it kind of is fitting. Adam, seeing as today we're going to be chatting with the folks about dealing with internal compliance resistance. Now, on a first time compliance push, how does it? How does it often roll out? Well, uh, a, a lot of times, so it, it depends on what the cause is, right? I mean, it, it, sometimes it's, you know, a, a large opportunity that, you know, that comes down the pipe. Maybe your, you know, someone, you know, some uh, existing client starts to push for, you know, the, the organization they're working with needing compliance. Sometimes the, you know, there's new leadership at the, you know, at the organization and they just start wanting to, you know, do things differently, take it more seriously, who knows. But in, in some way, shape or form, the company says, hey, you know, it'd be a great idea. And, uh, you know, then they start, they start heading down the compliance path. Um, you know, in the past, you know, we've done, um, you know, we have done uh, blog articles and uh, we've got some other topics on the on the podcast about, uh, you know, getting compliant for the first go around and preparing for your first assessment and and whatnot. So there's a, we've got other resources that people can go in and leverage. But, you know, certainly uh, when you're you know, when you're heading down that, you know, kind of initial move from uh, we we weren't doing you know an official security and compliance compliance activity uh and now we're officially going to do it it's interesting to see the uh you know the different uh the different realms of resistance that one ends up discovering within the uh you know within the organization but uh generally <laughs> speaking uh yeah it's it, it's a thing 
Now, <laughs> no doubt, what are some of the internal reasoning for resistance? Like everybody's got their own perspective, right? And oftentimes we get caught up in that like, like me bias where we think everybody should kind of view things as we do. But talk us through some of those internal reasons, some of the other perspectives of these folks. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and you know, really, um, you know, part, part of it is just kind of understanding and, and being mentally prepared for, you know, what are those realms of resistance, especially for those Folks that are, you know, have, have uh, you know, gotten the baton wave of, you know, oh, guess what? You are going to be the one that's going to go ahead and, you know, coordinate our security and compliance stuff now, you know, Mary, Bob, whatever. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's real helpful to, you know, to, to have a little bit of a notion walking in. You know, the first the first element that I've seen, you know, that I've seen uh, prevalent is just a generic fear of change. Um, you know, most people, most people don't like change. They aren't they they aren't arms wide open embraceful of modifications they they like the routine they like the pattern they've gotten into they like where they're you know how they do things the way they do them now you know etc and you know a, a lot of people because of that you know kind of fear of change you know they uh, you know they'll, they'll tend to say things like uh you know oh man I, you know we we can't do this because it's going to have this massive disruption in the business you know type of thing and and most of the idea they don't have you know they don't really know what they're talking about it's just a vague fear that change is going <laughs> to change change is going to screw up the works right sure. and uh, you know i can't even tell you how many times that i've heard people saying Oh, all this security and compliance stuff is going to, you know, negatively impact the business operation. And, 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 and really, I mean, you can pretty much, you know, set your timer for how long it's going to be before you hear some version of, you know, our operations can't afford to, you know, take on this ridiculous burden of all the security compliance nonsense, going to grind our business to a halt and impede our progress. And, you know, it just roadblock, 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 roadblock. And um, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's interesting um, seeing that dynamic, uh, you know, that, that dynamic at play, you know, once, once you, and, and, and the funnier part is once you've gotten through your first round of compliance and people are going like, you know, looking back and go, Oh, well, that was, that was, that was nearly as bad as I feared it was going to be, you know, but, 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 and yet out of the gate, it's just, it, you know, it's nose and, you know, nose and heels getting dug in and, you know, and whatnot. You know, another realm uh, that comes into play in terms of the, you know, in terms of the resistance arena is, you know, financial concerns. Um, most certainly, especially hey, those that are listening to this and have been, you know, been down this primrose path before, are probably grinning as I'm as I'm going over this topic. But for those that aren't, you know, that aren't haven't been down it before, um, you know, security and compliance programs aren't cheap. Uh, you know, getting these things in place across your environment, um, it takes time, it takes dollars, it takes, you know, resources, it, is a, you know, it takes vendors, specialists, software, I, all sorts of things are going to start kind of coming into play. A lot of it depends on, you know, kind of where you're at against for where you need to be or want to be, uh, that type of thing. But, you know, it's not unusual for, you know, bumping up against, you know, executive level resistance, especially if it's a person that's, you know, kind of holding the purse strings. So let's just, you know, let's just call that person the CFO for the sake of this discussion. Um, you know, they, they, they may get some sticker shock as they're going down the, you know, going down this path. You know, it's, it's one thing to, you know, to sit off on the, you know, sit off on the sidelines and go, Hey, you know, what'd be a great idea. Let's go ahead and go 
up against fill in the blank compliance, you know, because we've got this, we've got this great opportunity. Um, and you know, the next thing you know, the bills start coming in and everybody's like, what? So, uh, yeah, gets entertaining, but, um, you know, it just, it, you walk in expecting, um, expecting questions, uh, expect to be able to be prepared to, you know, make justifications, um, expect that they're going to be resistant to, you know, uh, al- you know, just wantonly allocating budget requests, et cetera. Um, and they, uh, you know, they may send you back to, you know, go find some cheaper alternatives if they're really, if they're really having a, you know, getting their shorts knotted up. So, um, another area that comes into play, um, competing priorities, you know, uh, whatever, you know, you're in the middle of this year right now. And that's when everybody decides to want to go, you know, kind of see the comply, you know, security and compliance light. Uh, meanwhile, last year is when they put together their budgets for, you know, for the year you're currently in the midst of. And so now, you know, they, they pop up with this, you know, uh, and they established, you know, budgets last year, they established, uh, you know, priorities, goals, objectives, all of that stuff was done last year, right? And now they go, why, you know, we're going to throw this in the mix. Well, the minute you go do that, you know, now you've got, uh, you know, now you've got <clears throat> the organization, you know, needing to make this commitment and yet having competing priorities with other quarterly goals, et cetera. Um, you know, the goals of the, the poor soul or department that got the nod for, you know, navigating the company through security and compliance, um, you know, they, uh, uh, they, they may be very, have a very vested interest in making, making this occur. And yet the other departments, they still have their objectives. They've got to go in and hit dollars. They need to pull, you know, et cetera, and be able to get their stuff done. So, um, many organizations will, you know, substantially underestimate, the duration of time, the amount of cost, whether it's out of pocket or it's, you know, internal labor um, effort to be able to run a security compliance program. So it basically puts the poor person that, you know, that becomes the eye of the compliance hurricane in a position where they're effectively competing with the resources that are shared across the company, um, friction, you know, internally and, you know, kind of uh, a feeling of slowing things down, et cetera. So you, you're likely to run into some issues with, you know, other departmental heads that, you know, that are, you know, almost feeling like you're stealing the people, budget, resources, that type of thing. Um, certainly, I don't think that there, there it, it takes a special kind of person to say that, you know what I love? I love sitting down and documenting processes and procedures. Um, you know, but uh, does take a special person. <laughs> yeah, very, very special person. But uh, you know, the the bottom line is, is you're going down a, a down a security compliance engagement. Guess what? You had best become one with all sorts of uh, processes and procedures for supporting the policies which you're you know now rolling out to the organization. So, you know, as you go through that, uh, as you go through that process, um, you know, just know um, that natural dread of any process, procedure, documentation, et cetera, is going to come into play. Um, certainly, you're going to get pushback uh, and resistance from the internal personnel uh, when you come over to, you know, come over to them and let them know that, hey, by the way, I'm going to need a pr- process doc for this and a process doc for that. You know, uh, yeah, there you're, you're, uh, you can mentally prepare yourself for some, uh, some pushback on that one. Um, the other is, you know, the, la- the, the kind of the last of the arenas that plays into the, 
you know, kind of causal effects of resistance is, uh, you know, is the impact on morale. Um, you know, because it, it, honest, it, man, we 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 it's coined critical. the phrase. Yeah, yeah, we coined the phrase. You know, uh, compliance management sucks. Uh, you know, so uh, it, it, it it does. It does. Um, don't be surprised when uh, you know uh, you've got people dragging their feet. Uh, you know, they've put in a whole bunch of work, extra work, weekends, overtime, pushing. You know, on tight deadlines, etc. Um, folks will find a, a struggle to uh, keep motivated. You know, and especially um, this is something we've talked about, you know, several times before, you know, if the executive buy in in general is low, they aren't firmly behind this, et cetera, um, then everybody else is, is, is going to start shrugging their shoulders saying, you know, hey, if the, the excellent, if the execs don't give a crap about this stuff, then why the hell should I care? Why the hell should yeah. I be burning my nights and weekends and blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, it's a kind of a, a, a tough situation, you know, from that perspective. But, you know, those are some of the, you know, some of the internal factors that cause resistance within an organization. No doubt. Now, what are some tips for handling these factors? I mean, like everybody has kind of like their own way of viewing what you've just said and how it applies directly to their situation. But what are some of the kind of universal things that they can do and add to their toolkit in order to be able to aptly uh, uh, handle these situations? Sure. Um, you know, some of the, you know, some of the things that, you know, that, that, that can get done. Well, a lot of this just comes down to, you know, getting, you know, getting proactive, addressing issues before they arise, making sure that you're on the same page, a lot of kind of prep, prep work, if you will, um, you know, and, and, and really doing these things even before, you know, you just, you know, kick tires, light the fires and, and go headlong into, you know, doing compliance stuff. Um, you know, certainly from a starting perspective is, is laying that groundwork, um, you know, lay groundwork with your, with your executives, um, you know, set the expectations around time, costs, internal resource needs. I mean, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the tricks, if you will, that I had, uh, you know, that I had learned from some seasoned, you know, project manager in my early days, you know, was whatever in the hell you think it's going to, it's going to take, then, you know, you add 50%, you know, type of thing. And, um, you know, it sounded like a, you know, an, an you know, it sounded like a wild concept at the time of, you know, well, just, you know, automatically go ahead and put 50% on there. Um, it obviously depends on the organization, you know, sometimes it's appropriate to put 10%, sometimes it's appropriate to put 25%, whatever. Um, you know, your org, you know, how well you hit deadlines, you know, how well you plan things out, you know, you can figure out the percentage on your own, but, you know, put some, you know, put some of that factor into there was you're putting together timelines, but, you know, make sure that the execs are aware about when, you know, what type of thing are they about to go get into? Um, you know, we need to make, you want to make sure you're getting commitment from them for, you know, supporting the efforts, you know, being, you know, having your back, uh, you know, and whatnot, because the executive uh, leadership team at the end of the day, they set the tone for the company. If they're on board, if they're behind it, if they're pushing for it, if they're being supportive of it, uh, you know, in, you know, kind of in all, you know, cases, elements, et cetera, everybody else is going to see that. And, and, and that's kind of sets the tone for the, you know, for the organization. Um, you, you also want to prepare the leadership team, um, 
you know, that's great that we're going to go ahead down this compliance route. But, you know, you, you guys set all these, you know, all these, uh, you know, objectives and blah, 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 back in the day. You know, if we don't make some alterations and adjustments to the timing of those, then, you know, I'm, we're going to be running into issues here uh, as we're going through the going through the process. So, um, you know, set, uh, you know, setting realistic expectations of timelines. Uh, making sure that internal expectations regarding deliverables have been, you know, kind of shuffled around appropriately. Um, also laying groundwork with, you know, kind of, I'll call it middle management, um, you know, make sure that they're aware of what it is that lies ahead, you know, uh, what, uh, what we're going to be going through, the fact that we're all in this together. Um, but most importantly is you know, make sure that you're open you know, uh, at, at all times, especially in those early arenas, shut your mouth and open your ears and listen, you know, listen to what their concerns are, listen to what their objections are. Um, you know, don't get defensive about it or, you know, anything along those lines. The bottom line is they're, they're entitled to their thoughts, they're entitled to their opinions. They're, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, various frustrations and beers, acknowledge those, um, you know, do what you can to alleviate their concerns. Um, make sure that you're showing that commitment to, you know, work with them to make this as easy as possible. Um, but now at the same time, you know, the, 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 the we also need to be realistic, right? I mean, uh, at, you know, my, uh, you know, my, uh, one of the, one of the shows I, I, I have fond recollections of is a, is a TV show called Bewitched, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not going to happen with a uh, cross of the arms, a twinkle of the nose and a nod. It's uh, not. <laughs> yeah. Shocker, huh? They're actually going to have to do work. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, um, you know, and then, and then the last arena of laying groundwork really is down at the staff level. Um, you know, making sure that they understand it, they, they understand the impact, et cetera. Certainly if you've got adjustments being made to departmental, um, you know, deliverables, timing, things along those lines, that'll start to roll down through the middle management, through to the, you know, through to the kind of frontliners, if you will, um, you know, and whatnot, but you know, talk to them about the fact that you, uh, it, it, honestly, it will help them to understand that you, you know, you've thought about these things, you've thought about these impacts, you've worked with the executive team to make these adjustments, et cetera, you know, so that everybody can be, you know, can be successful at this without, you know, while trying to do our best to mitigate, you know, the amount of pain we're, <laughs> yeah, we're about to, you know, we're about to experience, if you will. Um, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with, the uh, the crew internally, you know, communicate, communicate, communicate. Oh, I didn't say communicate. Um, you know, you, you want to get a lot, you know, you want to get uh buy-in, you want to get responsiveness. You want to, um, be communicating regularly with the leadership team, regularly with middle management, regularly with the frontliners that are provisioning evidence, um, you know, executives got to keep them in the loop, um, you know, make sure they're aware of the good things that go on and the, and the bad things that go on. A lot of, a lot of folks will take an approach of only highlighting those things that are going sparklingly um, and never talk about the things that went sideways. And, you know, honestly, if you talk about both sides of it, you know, celebrate the wins and, uh, and, and, you know, discuss and learn from the losses, 
it will actually get the executives to be in a plane of understanding. That way, when something goes poof, you got they got your back rather than them saying, I never heard about anything about this before, um, you know, whatnot. You need their support. You need their help. They got to be in the loop, um, you know, uh, as well as you're going through. This will help you address any other concerns around timing, spending, things along those lines. Um, and with the compliance team members, you know, communication with them. Uh, similarly, making sure they know what evidence is coming due, when's it due, how do they need to do it, what are you looking for, you know, that type of thing. Um, you know, staying on top of your project status, holding frequent meetings so that we can touch base on who's where, what was supposed to be done, is it done, you know, uh, what still needs to be done, and, you know, kind of helping them clear the path, solving issues, etc. You know, in mm-hmm. some ways, the relationship, especially for the compliance, the, the the poor soul that's, you know, the, 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 I, the compliance hurricane, you know, there it's it's interesting the skills that, that that come to bear. We did a we did a podcast on, you know, on the on, on this earlier. Some of the you know some of the uh, you know skills of a uh, you know skills of compliance people. Uh, but yeah, I mean, part of it's like so, you know, psychologist or something. You know, you know, uh, you know, going to bat for them with their bosses, and I mean, it's crazy <laughs> the stuff you get into. You know, as you do this more and more and more. Um, you know, part of it is, uh, you know, part of it is, 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 is kind of being able to build up morale as you're going through it. Um, you know, the folks that are on the front lines, I've said this numerous, numerous times before leadership at, at, at organizations, generally speaking, don't have a freaking clue, uh, of the misery that the people that are actually doing the compliance stuff go through. Um, you know, all they know is they got to wave a wand, go tell somebody to go make it happen and, you know, then gripe about why, why aren't we there yet type of thing. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it takes a special leader to, you know, to be involved, to understand the pain, et cetera. Um, you know, and certainly, um, you know, you don't want to be coming off as a, some type of an internal cheerleader or whatever, but in the same sense, you know, you want to, you want to express genuine appreciation, you know, recognizing hard work, achievements in tangible ways. Um, you know, some things that could be done, you know, certainly verbal acknowledgements, thank yous, you know, go, 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 uh, go always. Um, public recognition, recognition from executives for, you know, hitting certain milestones, et cetera. Um, you know, periodically, take your team out to lunch, order, you know, order, order in breakfast, uh, you know, get an extra day off after a really tough weekend of, you know, rolling out several components of your, of your security compliance thing. Certainly, I've talked about this a lot. Throwing the compliance party when you when you finally mm-hmm. you know, get across the finish line, you know that's that's important to you know to go through and do. Um, you know you want to you want to make sure you're recognizing what the you know what the team is doing, uh, making sure they know you, you appreciate it. Um, you know the you know the you know it, it, it is really really important as you're going through this, um, and certainly um, shared vision goes a long way. Um, you know, the people that are doing this, they need to have some type of an idea. Why the hell am I doing this? Um, you know, talk to them about what are the reasons we're doing it? What are the things that we're trying to achieve? What is the, you know, what are the end goals that we're, you know, that we're uh, putting in place? How are these things going to help to make things better for the, you know, for the company, for the organization, protect their jobs, protect the clients, things along those lines. I mean, their understanding of, you know, a lot of people don't do well when you just say, go do this because I said so. Um, but if you, um, you know, kind of share with them, you know, what are some of the reasons that you're, you know, that you're heading down that path, um, you'll find the adoption rate substantively higher. 
um, certainly when you're setting expectations with the team, you know, give them that view down the road. Um, you know, the, the first year, the first year is going to be painful, but we'll all get there together and we're, we're in this together, et cetera. But the second year is going to get a little bit better. The third year, you know, things will have settled down by year four. You know, we're into, you know, kind of a rinse and repeat mode. I swear to you on all that's holy and true, this is going to get easier. <laughs> it's going to get better, I promise. <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, I, I'd i also encourage organizations to, you know, every year, go and take a look back um, when you hit the end of that year. You know, let's talk about where you started way back in the beginning. You, when you're in year three or year four, God, do you guys remember, you know, whatever. We were pulling all-nighters for two months solid, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my motion alerts are going off. Uh, yeah, I, you know what, Todd? I was thinking about. I just, I just got a third freaking motion alert. What the hell am I thinking? <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, um, so um, you know, take a look back. Go look back at that first year, even if you're in year three, five, eight, whatever. You know, it's good for the you know for folks to have that context. The other piece is. The, the members of the team are constantly changing. The folks that came in in year five that are just, hey, this stuff is just smooth now. You know what I mean? Um, you know, they they don't quite understand what it took to get you know get get to where they are and the benefits they get to gain out of that, et cetera. So, you know, it's good to good to reflect. It's always good to reflect over your prior year. Look for additional realms for improvement. Uh, what went well? What went poorly? W what changes do we need to make, et cetera? Um, you know, certainly if the team is seeing transition of identified, you know, opportunities for improvement translating into actual change, well, then they're going to be, you know, they're going to be in a in a position of, you know, being far more supportive, uh, you know, uh, of the process, knowing that. You know, their feedback's being listened to, that they're uh, going to, uh, they're going to actually be able to make a real difference in, you know, what's happening. Parting shots and thoughts for the folks? Sure. Well, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we do want to, uh, you know, have organizations be able to, you know, go ahead and get a, uh, a culture of compliance, you know, within place uh, within their organization. Uh, you know, when you're just starting, you know, the, the, the big win is being is, is mitigating that internal resistance. Right. Um, you know, and year over year over year you know, starting to get security compliance built into the DNA of the company, into the DNA of the organization, you know, gaining that true culture of compliance really kind of helps everybody because it's astounding the, you know, the, the, the difference it makes when you've got, when everybody's in the same boat and we're all rowing in the same direction and we're all on the same, you know, on the same uh, pace, um, it, it makes an astronomical difference. Um, you know, let's face it, man. There's it, nobody is going to come walking into work on a given Thursday and uh, and be jumping up and down out of their seat because you know because of compliance. Um, you know, I I, I I suppose the way I would put it personally, you know, the, the the personal goal should be aim for the lofty goal of just mitigating the bitching about it, and that's going to make things a billion times better. That's a win. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it's it's often that that multi-year down the road mark when when folks can look back, realize how far they've come, um, you know, realize it wasn't as uh, you know as uh, a big of an impediment as they feared, etc. Um, you know, and and it's also really rewarding just to see the change in the you know within the organization of how the organization approaches deals with respects the the notion of security and compliance but those light bulbs just don't go 
on for a while. Um, you know, there's no doubt about it. Year one's year one's rough, but um, hopefully the stuff that we've gone through will, uh, you know, will give people, uh, you know, have an easier path forward. It's not a marathon, you know, it's not a marathon. It's not a sprint, uh, but it's a marathon. Um, so give you and the time uh, enough time, tools, skills, patience to build that security and compliance program that rocks. And that is the good stuff. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Compliance Unfiltered. I'm Todd Cashel. And I'm Adam Goslin. Hope we help to get you fired up to make your compliance suck less. 